Hi, welcome to the Inside Strategic Coach Podcast with me, Shannon Waller, and Dan Sullivan. Dan, today we're going to talk about one of our key concepts, particularly in the signature program, called Largest Check. And this Mm -hmm. is really an interesting concept that really helps our clients clarify where their focus and attention and creativity needs to be directed. But I would love for you to define what the largest check is and how you came up with it, because it was clearly to solve an area of complexity for our clients. Yeah, one of the big things in becoming an entrepreneur that you have correct measurements right from the beginning that you can very clearly see significant progress, especially in the area of bringing money into the company. So the real scorecard for all entrepreneurs is money in and money kept. There's two things, the amount of money that you make and the amount of money that you get to keep. There's very sophisticated financial reporting these days with automated spreadsheets and programs that take care of everything. But large numbers don't really tell you a lot. And they don't tell you anything about two main areas. They don't really tell you how your level of capability has increased and your level of confidence about going into the marketplace. Because I was a very small entrepreneur, a one-on-one coach at one time, I can remember what a really good day was. And a really good day for me back in the 1980s is where I got paid $500 for the day. Okay. If I took my best five days in, let's say, 1986 or 1987, they would all be the same. They would be in the neighborhood of $500. And, you know, adjusting for inflation is probably double that amount in present day dollars, but not a bad day. There's a lot of people today who would go for $500 a day. But I was very, very conscious that I didn't have to look at all the money that I was bringing in. I just had to pick out my five best days of the year, which in this case was a coaching day with what is now the strategy circle, you know, a key tool in strategic coach where you get people to take a look at their future at a certain date define the results on that day, move back now, identify obstacles that get in the way, and then take each obstacle and transform it into a strategy which, if carried out, will lead to that result. That's the essential thought form that's at the center of almost everything we create in Strategic Coach. And you have a vision, you have obstacles, you transform the obstacles, and you take actions and That's how you do it. It's a short code we have called VOTA. So my VOTA capability and confidence, let's say 1986, 1987, was $500 a day. And right now, my confidence level 30 years later is, I'll just say it's 80 times higher than that in terms of what what I get paid. For my best days, if I take my best five days, which are workshop days now, if I take my best five workshop days during this fiscal year, I'm 80 times what I was 30 years ago. And between 30 years ago and today, there's probably about 15 to 20 jumps in that measurement. But those measurements are very, very meaningful to me because they truly do measure the capability and confidence 
back in 86 or 87, my capability and confidence was such that I could get $500 in a day. And people say, well, were there opportunities to get more? And I said, yeah, I can remember some opportunities to get more, but I didn't have the capability and I didn't have the confidence for it. So what I find is that regardless of what the business is in Strategic Coach, if I sit down with the entrepreneur and have him describe or her describe how the money is made, I can say, well, give me five examples of making money over the last year. Let's just pick out the five that gave you the most money, and we'll add them all up, and then we'll average them by five. And that number is what you're capable of now. And immediately the person says, wow, that's really interesting. And I call that number the largest check. This is the largest check that you're capable of. I don't know how many people actually work in checks anymore because of (laughs) electronic processing, but the word check is still understood as a payment. And I find the moment that I can get people to zero in on that, they immediately say, hmm, that's really interesting. I'd never thought about my capable and confidence being measured by the average of the five best results from the last 12 months. And that's simply it. People are in different businesses and they get paid in different ways, Shannon. Some people are just directly paid in checks and it's a very interesting thing. But some people have businesses where they actually don't come in touch with the check writer. Okay, and I had one a couple of weeks ago and he says, well, I've got 50 salespeople. So he says, I'm not the one out there getting checks. And I said, what I would do is I would treat each of your salespeople as the check and I would take your top five salespeople and just add up all the money they brought in during the last 12 months, add it up and then divide by five and that gives you your average. And let's say your top five last year brought in $500,000 average. One of them brought in 700000 one of them brought in 320000 but when you added the top five... That means that your capability and confidence in having great salespeople is at the $500,000 level. You're good enough to have five of your top salespeople who can average $500,000. If we go down a year and we're sitting here 12 months from now and you add your top five salespeople, what do you want the average number to be for all the money they bring in? They said, well... If I'm real happy with them, they're bringing in $750,000. I said, okay. See, what's interesting about this is that you can actually zero in on your top five salespeople, and if you worked with them, you could get them up over the next 12 months to where the average was $750,000 each. The question comes back, well, yeah, but I've got 50 salespeople What about the other 45? And I said, well, they will notice that the top five are jumping to a higher level and they will immediately be compelled to up their performance. And therefore, just by getting your top five to actually up their game, there will be sort of an attractive force that will force everybody else to move upward or, you know, they may just choose to leave because they can't keep up with that game. But once you get the top five up to that level, then the next year you say, well, why wouldn't you go for a million average next year? 
So what it does allows you to take a lot of complexity. In other words, even single salespeople will have probably a lot of checks in a room, but you can just pick on five results and then use those five results as your measurement factor for improving into the future. And that's what the largest check is. To me, it seems like a winch. Like you hook it up to the future and then you pull yourself towards it. Now, there's a corollary concept called the minimum check, Mm -hmm. which is also equally fascinating and sometimes even more impactful for some people. Because if you're winching yourself up towards that bigger number, it's such an incredible coaching tool to like, how can I increase my capabilities and my support structure and my front stage that we talked about in a previous podcast. It gives you a lot of coaching with that. But also you have to raise your minimum Mm -hmm. too as well. Do you not, Dan? Yeah. So what happens when your capability and confidence goes upward in relationship to getting money All of a sudden, there are smaller checks now, clients or customers who write small checks, that you say, you know, my time is really precious now because I can pour my time into much bigger opportunities, producing much bigger results, and therefore I'm going to have to make a call on what I'm going to do with people who don't write upward improving checks This is where a lot of entrepreneurs, the failure to do what I'm going to suggest, actually traps them at a particular level of performance. And that is, they say, yeah, but those are the people who got me started. And therefore, I have loyalty to them. And I gave them a promise that I would always work with them personally. And I said, well, the world has changed. And you have changed. And I will tell you something else. They've changed. Because if they're still writing you the same size check that they were 10 years ago, that means that either they perceive you haven't grown and therefore aren't worth anymore, or the fact is they haven't grown and they can't pay you anymore. But there's been a stoppage of growth, and what you're imposing on yourself is an obligation not to grow just to keep certain people from your past happy. And I said, now, in personal life, we do that, and we have very good reasons for doing it, but that's not the point of running a business. The point of running a business is to grow your business. So it doesn't mean that your company can't provide a service to these people. It's not that your company can't deal with them directly, but you personally can no longer deal with them. And I've done this many times as a coach from being a one-on-one coach, Shannon, in 1989 to moving over to workshops. And what I did with all my one-on-one clients, and I had, at the time of the announcement, I had probably about Mm -hmm. 30 clients who were quarterly clients. And I said, in six months, I'm starting a workshop program, and I will continue to give you one-on-one coaching for six months. But at the end of six months, you will either come and sign up for the workshop program, or I can't work with you anymore. Immediately, seven came over to the workshop program, 23 didn't, and I would say over the first two years, about half of the 23, you know, maybe 11 or 12 came across, and then the others just never went any further. And it took guts, you know, it always takes guts to do that. And then I would make changes where we just started doing workshops in Canada, where in addition to Toronto, I was doing workshops in Vancouver and Calgary and Edmonton. And there was a point where I said, you know, we've opened the United States. I'm doing Chicago. 
Chicago is a much bigger opportunity than those three other Canadians that he's put together. We will have a coach for you. The program will continue, but I'm not going to do that. You know, and there was hard feelings and everything like that. And you promised you'd always be my coach. And I said, well, that can still be true, but you would have to come to Toronto and Chicago. I didn't promise you I was always going to be coaching you and where you are, you can be coaching. And then you have to write a bigger check to get me as a coach. So all through my career as a coach, I've always jumped levels. Like we have 15 other coaches who coach at the signature level or the master's level of the signature level. They can come to 10 times anytime they choose to, but they're going to have to write a bigger check. They're going to have to travel to Chicago or Toronto to get there. But, you know, we have people fly from all over the world and they write the check to be there. I said, you can always have me as the coach. You have to be making a certain amount of money. You qualify for the program, but you can write the check. You can always have me as a coach. So what it does is it's allowed me to go up 80 times in terms of a day, 80 times greater income in a day. And this is just the start. You know, where I'll be 10 years from now will be much higher than I am today. But all along, I'm using this measure of the largest check. My five best days of the year divided by five gives me an average. It tells me my present level of capability and confidence. That's great hearing your story, actually, because I'm sure a lot of people are not familiar with it. And there's something really interesting about the different ways of measuring it. So you measure it in terms of days. Other people might measure it in terms of client relationships. Or salespeople. Or salespeople, which is a great example. And then we've got some, I know, pharmacists who've owned multiple pharmacies, and they'll do it on location. Sometimes they'll do it on the various pharmacists. Sometimes they'll do it on product lines. Yeah. I remember one story from a pizza manufacturer, distributor, whatever you are with pizzas, and large pepperoni pizzas were actually his largest check. So there's lots of different ways of using this terminology, which I find very fascinating, but it is such an incredible way to look at where you are now. Because I think, as you mentioned earlier, Dan, there are so many ways of measuring your your metrics, Mm -hmm. and they're often complex. It's hard to see growth. It's what means what. But just simplifying it really to that average and figuring out what's my average now? Mm-hmm. What do I want it to be next year and the year after? What's my minimum? You know, that's very simplifying and very clarifying. It is to communicate. What's really interesting is that that very simple concept of the largest check, as you trace it backstage, in terms of how you're running an organization, it reflects on the level of your technology. It reflects on the level of the quality of the team that you have. It reflects on your marketing. It reflects on your packaging. It reflects on how you personally look, how you present yourself. Do you look like someone who will grow into a larger check? So it actually connects with every part of your organization because If those other parts of your organization were better, you'd be getting a higher check. I mean, the number one problem for probably everybody in the 21st century is being involved in activities that are so complex that you don't have simple metrics. What I really strive for is complexity is just the ocean we sail on. It's just other people's complexity is why we make money. I'm saying that about strategic coach, but I would say it to every one of our entrepreneurs. The reason why 
you are making money from your clientele as they're overwhelmed with complexity where they don't have simple metrics to actually think clearly about their future growth and their future improvement. So one of the great breakthroughs for entrepreneurs is you can't sell simplicity if you're not practicing simplicity. We're incomparably bigger and we've got far, far more plumbing and electricity behind the walls. I mean, we have 120 team members. We operate over eight time zones. We're in eight different cities. We're in three different countries. We deal with upwards of 3,000 active clients who each have their own things that we have to deal with in our database in terms of makeups if they miss a workshop. And yet the metrics that we have for a coach are really quite simple, you know, and mine are workshops. What's the value of a workshop? Mm-hmm. It's the activity that defines strategic coach as workshops. So why not use workshops and the value of workshops? And the average of your five best workshop days, for me, five best workshops for each of the coaches, this is an excellent way to see the current level of capability and confidence at all the crucial junctures inside Strategic Coach is just measure the value of workshops and the average amount of money you make for workshops. We'll always be a workshop company, and my feeling is that this is a permanent measurement that we can have for as long as coach lasts. So for everyone who wants to apply this to themselves, Mm -hmm. how can they take action. And I think the actions I can think of are all in the form of questions, Mm -hmm. figuring out your own things that you want to measure. So in our case, it's workshops or whatever that measurable is and figure out the average. And then I'd love all the points you made about it's a reflection of your technology, the quality of your team, your marketing, your packaging, how you personally look. Credentials came to mind as well in order to be able to command that next largest check. So what are some steps? What are some actions people can take to figure out their largest and their minimum checks and to help improve that? There's a question that I would ask everybody. When you're just off by yourself thinking about whether your company is improving or not, what evidence actually tells you whether you're getting ahead or you're staying stagnant or you're falling behind? And their thinking will say, well, my sales team is not doing a very good job. You know, we have great product, we have great service but we don't have really good salespeople. And I would say, well, let's just see. And I said, we can approach this, first of all, if you have more than five salespeople. I recommend that you use five examples to sort of indicate how well you're doing or not. But you could take all your salespeople and you could actually say, what are the five best sales that all my salespeople brought in last year? and you add them all up, divide by five, and you talk to your salespeople, and I said, this is the current highest check that we as a sales team are capable of. And let's say it's 250,000 total, so it's $50,000. And I said, this is all that we're really capable based on the evidence. Now, how many of you think over the next 12 months that you could get a check that's bigger than $50,000? And I said, why don't each of us take a look at five opportunities we have. And over the next year, we're going to support each other. But next year, we're going to bring in five checks that when we average them together, they're going to be $100,000. 
And we're all going to work together. So you're all got the possibility of going out and getting opportunities. And if you have an opportunity, it's going to get credited to you, but everybody's going to help out to help you work. Well, all of a sudden, you've just used five pieces of evidence for the last 12 months to actually raise the morale, give a focus to everybody. And the truth of what's going to happen is that your real heroes are going to emerge. Probably some people are going to drop off. You know, they're going to say, and I'm not interested in this game. But immediately you're going to see progress. And then you could take each of the salespeople and you could say to them, I want you to look at your five best checks from the last 12 months. Divide by five. This is your average. And we're going to increase it next year. Or we could say to them, we had 12 months of sales. We're going to take the five best sales and we're going to create the largest check around the average of the best month. And we're going to have five months, next 12 months, where we get twice that. So what I want to show here, Shannon, is that what I call the check, and I'll put it in parenthesis, the check is just the measurement of your top five results, Mm -hmm. okay? And then we average it and we say, this result average is actually an accurate measurement of your current capability and confidence in any area. But that's all you have to think about is just to isolate and to look at these best. And the moment that people get a measurement, they strive to surpass it. But most entrepreneurial companies just operate, they've got a process and it's a lot of stuff and it flows through. And, you know, every once in a while we get a really good month. We're not entirely sure why we had a good month. We hope we have another one like it in the future. And, you know, you hope in the morning when you look under your pillow that the tooth fairy will left, (laughs) left some coins. I mean, it's kind of wishing and hoping, but there aren't any real metrics. And this is just absolutely simplest. I have a man who ran a factory that produced pumps, and he found 16 immediate uses for the largest check to check quality control. And one of them is the least number of defects per day. Nice. And that was the best he had ever done when he averaged the five lowest defect days was seven defects a day. Within a year, he got it down to two defects a day. And that's huge. He knows the cost of stopping the production run. He knows the cost of running on defects. So I want everybody who's listening to this to say that it's primarily, in the end, it's all about money, but it can be about activities that contribute to money. And people that contribute. And people who contribute to money. So it's just this very flexible, it's universally applicable to everything, but you just look at all the areas that are really important to you for bringing the money in, and you break them down, five best examples for the last 12 months, and you got yourself a metric that you can constantly increase the results year by year. Thank (laughs) you. I love it, Dan. Thank you very much. I think it's so key to have that simple metric and to really appreciate that it is a statement of your current level of capability and confidence. Mm -hmm. And by setting a higher target, then you also give yourself really clear direction about your next highest level. Yeah. And I'll just tell you something just to finish this off. So I just started a 10 times workshop last week. And uh, when I look at the total amount of money the company made for this workshop, I went back and looked at the records and that amount of money that came in for one workshop group 
where I will do four workshop days over the next 12 months, that money was greater than the total amount of money that we made as a company the first three years of business. And not only that, that that check, that one check from one workshop group was greater than all the income I made as a one-on-one coach from 1974 to 1989. Wow. And I was sitting there, you know, when I got these measurements out there and I was looking at that and I says, boy, I've become so much more capable, so much more confident in the 43 years that I've been coaching. And this is such a wonderful measurement of just how far I've come, you know, and it's just the opposite of being in the gap because I'm looking backwards and measuring from where I came from. So what an enormous gain. And there's a million things that happen to make Coach the type of company where we could have a sales team that would pull in that kind of quality of clients. And we have a enormous backstage that can put on a first class presentation and performance the day people come. But it was just a very, very marvelously gratifying measurement that I had. And it was just a check for one thing that I'm doing right now. And I'm totally comfortable coaching at that level. Couldn't imagine it 20 years ago. And now it's just what I do today and tomorrow. I love it. And Dan, I'm excited about other people having their experience of their largest check because just as you were impressed by the gains that you've made with our clientele, we see their confidence and their capabilities jump just because they focus on this very simple but very effective metric. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.